45 degrees as we roll with the morning chores here at Wax 104.5 in Eau Claire. This is Scott Schultz. It's 5.01 a.m. This is WAXX 104.5 FM radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Let's hear some of the world and national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Phil Hewlett. Chinese media are reporting the country's vice premier might shorten his planned visit to Washington for trade talks, if he comes at all. The South China Morning Post reported Vice Premier Liu He could still come to the U.S. this week for trade talks, but for a shorter visit than he'd originally planned. Those reports follow President Trump's tweet Sunday that he'll increase tariffs on $200 billion in Chinese products this week. President Trump's former personal attorney, Michael Cohen, is scheduled to report to prison today. James Flippin has more. The Federal Correctional Institution in Otisville, New York, is split into two prisons, really. There's a medium-level security wing and a barrack-style wing with bunk beds and an open layout for nonviolent offenders. That's where Cohen is to report on Monday and serve out his three-year sentence. Apparently, the facility, located near the Catskills, is seen as a favorable landing spot for Jewish inmates as they offer kosher foods and Shabbat services. Cohen will have the chance to make friends with another high-profile inmate at Otisville, Mike the Situation Sorrentino of Jersey Shore fame. He's there serving an eight-month sentence for tax evasion. James Flippin, NBC News Radio, New York. Palestinian officials say Egypt has mediated a truce between Israel and Gaza, ending three days of violence that killed nearly two dozen people. Confrontations peaked Sunday when rockets and missiles from Gaza killed four Israeli civilians, and Israeli counterstrikes killed 19 Palestinians, more than half civilians. Top diplomats from the U.S. and other so-called Arctic nations will focus on climate change and access to mineral wealth when they meet in Stockholm today. The Arctic Council representatives will discuss policies governing the polar region. Warming temperatures are thawing ice, and that's raising the possibility of harvesting undiscovered reserves of oil and gas, as well as huge deposits of zinc, iron, and rare earth metals. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. That news brought to you by Osseoplastics and Supply. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. Enrolling at Marshfield Clinic Health System, Marshfield, Wausau, and Chippewa Falls. We're going to talk a little bit about fitness this morning, and it's got nothing to do with jumping jacks or push-ups. I'm Scott Schultz with pioneer field agronomist Ryan Bates out of Menominee, who covers west-central Wisconsin with the Pioneer Crop Update. Ryan, what's going on with fitness of the soil out there? We're heading into some planting, and we don't necessarily want to push things, do we? That's absolutely right. You know, we had a cool, wet April. Our first few days here may have been been wet and cool as well, and we're getting anxious to get out there and get that crop planted and hurry and, and we get caught up on this losing about one bushel per day here as we delay planting but really need to make sure the soils are fit go out there dig down two to four inches into the ground grab a hunk of that soil and do the ribbon test push it between your thumb and seeing if you create a ribbon if you get the elongated ribbon there you know you're too wet to, to work that field working that too wet is going to cause compaction 
you're planting into wet conditions, your sidewall smear, you know, those compactions, while we want to get planted to limit our yield loss from delayed planting, that compaction can limit yield by 10, 20% or more, and that can be more detrimental to your yield than uh, waiting a day or two to plant that field. So a little bit of patience. We've got to get going, but some patience, right? Yep, make an assessment, use your best judgment, try to take some of the emotion and the panic of uh, pushing that crop in the ground and and make the best decision for that field. We've seen some winter kill out there, Ryan. Is there anything we can do? If there's some alfalfa standing in those fields yet, what can we do? Some interseeding or anything? Yeah, I've been out the past couple weeks walking a lot of alfalfa. We've got a lot of winter kill across Wisconsin here. I'm really seeing it. North Highway 10 here in western Wisconsin uh, being worse south of there. Uh, but uh, been out walking a lot of fields, doing a lot of assessments. The conversations turn into, you know, what do we do um, with these alfalfa fields? Farms are losing 50, 80 percent of alfalfa fields, and they need forage. So how can we thicken up these fields or create forage for this year when they're running tight? So in alfalfa that was seeded last year, we can go in there and no-till in more alfalfa. Uh, that autotoxicity hasn't set in, and if we want those fields to establish for a few years. You can go there and seed in alfalfa. You won't see the big benefit this year, but in the following years, those new seeds will come in and thicken up. Other options are, you know, short-term uh, ryegrass. Go in there with no-till, some ryegrass in there for this year. That's going to add tonnage. Um, or if you got a couple years stand, you want to get out there, you can add an orchard grass, a fescue-type forage in that, you know, six, eight pounds of product uh, are, are into there. Uh, or if you want to do oats, you can do a couple bushels, two bushels of oats to give you some tonnage as well in those fields. Just get more off those fields to provide forage for that operation. Kind of comes down to what works for you and having those conversations uh, where, where your tonnage at. But there are some options. If you're going to go with grasses, I suggest you go out there with 100 pounds of urea. Um, get get 60 pounds of nitrogen out on that, on that grass to help that get going and you'll get the most tonnage out of seeding those grasses. Ryan Bates, field agronomist out of the Menominee area with Pioneer. This is Scott Schultz with a Pioneer Crop Update. How do you define currency? Is it by dollars and cents or interest rates and credit scores? To us, currency is when a house becomes the place you build your life. Superior Choice Credit Union. This is our currency. Now covering up to 100% of closing costs on 5-1 adjustable rate mortgages for those on the move. For details, visit superiorchoice.com. Membership eligibility required. Federally insured by NCUA. Equal housing opportunity. Hi, I'm Gibby the Goldfish. Gibson's Water Care Spring Sales event is going on right now. Pay only $9.99 for three months on softener or filtering unit for residential use. Or take advantage of a standard install for only $99. Save big, save now. Contact my water experts at Gibson's Water Care in April for a free home analysis. Locally owned, American-made products. Gibson's Water Care. We make water a good for life. 45 degrees on this drizzly morning at Wax 104.5. Let's have a look at the morning livestock markets, the cash livestock markets. Fed beef steers are at 117 to 126, with mixed 90 to 116. Fed beef heifers, 115 to 126 and a half, with mixed 78 and a half to 115. Fed Holstein steers are at 83 to 97. Select and choice, 67 to 82. 
Cows, the uh, cows are going 46 to 58 with the tops, 58 and a half to 69. Bulls are 63 to 87. Butcher hogs are at 53. Sows are 54 to 55 for the heavyweights and 52 to 53 for the lightweights. Boars, 14 for the heavies and 20 for the lightweights. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are 120 to 162 and a half. And feeder lambs are 110 to 265. On the livestock futures, live cattle for June are at 113.42. That's down a quarter. August is 109.15, down 102. October, 109.67, down a dollar. And December, 113.57, down a dollar ten. Feeder cattle for May are at 137.15, down 182. August, 146.37, down 152. September, 147.15, down 135. October, 147.77, down 127. And November is at 148.25, down 120. And lean hogs for May are at 85.35, that's down 75 cents. June, 92.75, that's down, or that's steady, rather. July, 95.67, down 15, and August at 96.90, that's down 62. A first look at the dairy markets. Cheese ended the week last week. Barrels, 166 and a quarter, up three and a quarter. 40-pound blocks, 167 and a half, up to grade AA butter at 227, was down a quarter for the class three dairy futures. June is at 160, or I'm sorry, 16.58, up 23. July, 16.77, up a quarter. August, 17.08, up 27. And those prices are generally up through 2019. Those markets brought to you by... Farm Market Reports brought to you by Heads Up. Are you frustrated with white mold showing up year after year in your soybeans? If you have tried different management practices and are still losing yield to white mold, now is the time to ask your seed dealer about Heads Up Plant Protectant. Heads Up is a new registered seed treatment for the prevention of white mold in soybeans and pulse crops. The best defense on your farm against white mold now starts with the right seed treatment package. Locate a Heads Up dealer near you by visiting headsupst.com today. Five twelve a.m. as we continue the morning chores. Wax 104.5, a first look at some of the farm news. Wisconsin sites are on the short list of potential sites for new U- a new key U.S. Department of Agriculture offices, but are unlikely to be selected locations. USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue announced Friday that Madison is among alternate finalists for new homes for the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food Agriculture. Food and Agriculture. Purdue had proposed pulling those USDA services headquarters from Washington, D.C., an action he said would place them closer to the people they serve. 136 sites in 35 states applied for consideration, and the top three finalists he named are in multiple Indiana sites, the greater Kansas City area, and the North Carolina Research Triangle area. Madison and St. Louis were named alternate finalists, with Purdue saying they'd be considered if the three finalists proposed sites 
the finalist proposed sites turn out to be unsuitable. The Madison proposal was submitted by the University of Wisconsin-Madison College of Agriculture and Life Sciences, the City of Madison, and the State Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Well, America's grain futures markets took a dive to start the week after a Sunday tweet by President Trump threatening the Friday imposition of increased tariffs on Chinese goods. That tweet is contrary to recent statements by the president, who had been saying trade talks with China were going well. His Sunday tweet threatened to increase from 10% to 25% the tariffs on $200 million of Chinese goods already in place and the imposition of 25% tariffs on another $325 million of Chinese imports. And as you might have heard, the uh, Chinese trade ambassador has headed home and we'll have to just keep an eye on what's going with going on with that. Big green egg, big green egg, the best barbecue. Hey, Stu, why are you so excited? Ribfest 2019, Saturday, May 11th at Swimrite Pools and Spas. This benefits the Feed My People Food Bank. Thanks to Adams Automotive, Precision Pipeline, Northwoods Brew Pub, Powertex, Cesspool Cleaner Company, Mike Star Market, and Hormel for making this possible. See you at Swimrite Pools and Spas, Eau Claire, on Saturday, May 11th for It's the one-day super sale this Saturday at Smith Brothers Meats. This Saturday only, get chicken for as little as 69 cents per pound, brat patties for only 2 bucks per pound, or buy the customer appreciation bundle, including 12 steaks, 10 chops, and 10 pounds of chicken for only $1.49. Plus, be there in between 10 and 2 for a free hot dog, brat, and soda. All week, Smith Brothers will be doing grill demonstrations. Plus, they will have Wisconsin Dells cards. Stop out while supplies last. It's customer appreciation days this Saturday only at Smith Brothers meets Colby. The phrase, do not be afraid, is written in the Bible 365 times. That's a daily reminder from God to live every day being fearless. I'm Rick Moore, the owner of the all-new Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane. And I'm Kina. The definition of friend is a person with whom one has a bond of mutual affection. A pal or buddy. We treat everyone who walks through our doors just like a friend. From one friend to another, we really do want to help you find the right vehicle that you can afford. Whether it's a new Ford or Lincoln or one of our carefully inspected slightly used vehicles friends take care of friends so we're the only dealership that offers lifetime warranty and all new and most pre-owned vehicles that's lifetime my friend your friends here at eau claire four lincoln quick lane have the exclusive rights to we care credit repair so we can help people get the vehicle they need and help them reestablish their credit sometimes things happen in life that can hurt your credit we get it stop in and see your friends at eau claire four lincoln quick lane across from the new fleet farm i-94 and highway 93 Wake up with breakfast at Panera. Try the new maple glazed bacon scrambled egg and cheese breakfast wrap and a cold brew. Panera, food as it should be. 5.16 a.m. here at Wax 104.5. Hearing that uh, Smith Brother meets uh, at Colby Invitation for their Customer Appreciation Day reminded me to mention that I hope some of you come and visit with me. I'll be there doing a live remote at 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. over at Smith Brothers Meats and Colby. I hope to visit with a lot of my old friends from over that way. Well, we've talked the last week about quite a lot about the merger between 
two of uh, the region's larger cooperatives, River Country Co-op and Central Wisconsin Co-op, and Bob visited with Bruce Milsna, who's the River Country Co-op manager and will continue on as manager of the new merged cooperative. Well, you know, as we start this work week, uh, plenty of folks that are hoping we're going to get going again as far as spring planting is concerned, keeping our fingers crossed that the vendors will be there with the fertilizer, with the seed, with the herbicide applications. But I'll tell you what, given the economic challenges that a lot of our farmers have seen, the ripple effect towards their agribusinesses is being felt. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end, the world's longest barn in Madison. We have seen it not just this year, but for the previous three. A lot of the names that we are working with in Wisconsin agribusiness have changed, combined, gotten larger, Bob. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it makes us wonder uh, what we're going to end up with in the end. It's always a wait-and-see situation, that's for sure, Pam. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And the latest merger of large co-ops in Wisconsin. The vote has been taken. It has been approved. It will happen about the 1st of December. River Country Cooperative and Heartland Co-ops in Wisconsin will be one organization. Bruce Milsna, who is now the CEO General Manager of River Country Co-op, will be the man in charge of the new organization, which will be called River Country Co-op. I talked to Bruce recently about this merger and how it all got started. This actually started in 2016. Heartland had approached us because they were building a new feed mill complex in Owen, and uh, they were interested in asking us if we wanted to utilize their mill because ours is an older facility. Kind of one thing led to another. We talked about that. We talked about agronomy operations and, and things like that. We actually started talking about unification back then, and and we had several meetings, and it went on. And then at one point we stopped because we were in the process of uh, doing a major expansion up in Bloomer with our green, and they were obviously building this $12 to $13 million feed mill complex in Owen. We just decided at the time it, it probably wasn't the timing wasn't the best, so we tabled it then. And then about eight months ago, uh, last fall, they approached us again. They had had some financial struggles. They've had a management change. Their old general manager retired, and um, they were looking for some help and guidance. And uh, we we started up the talks again. And, and then one thing led to another, but the economy of the egg producers out there has been tough, obviously. So then we talked about how we could uh, develop some synergies, you know, specifically in agronomy and and feed and fuel. And once we kind of got to a point where we all had a comfort level with each other, we had the same goals and common interests, then we proceeded to do the due diligence, which is doing pro formas and mapping out a plan. and, And then we got down, drilled down to the details about the name and the management structure and the board size and the stock. Once we got through all that, which was probably in late January, we we formulated a plan and and we put some dates out that we were going to go to vote. And when the vote was taken, it was pretty supportive. You have to be happy about that, that uh, not only the boards and the management, but also members thinking along the same lines. We were pleasantly surprised. We had an 84% passage rate on the River Country stockholder side, and the Heartland side had a 74% passage rate. When we talked to other co-ops and and regional co-ops, the average is in the low 70s for a passage rate. 
And what made it better for, um, or more interesting on our side, is that we had 50% participation in the vote level, and normally that's about in the low 30s. So let's talk about some of the things you did mention as far as how big the new corporate board will look, what's going to happen with the stock, as far as the management. You are going to stay in place as the overall manager, and the, and the name of the new facility will be River Country Cooperative, right? We decided to stay with the River Country name for two reasons. There's some tax uh, implications and some legal verbiage, but the, the real synergies was uh, we could save a lot of money by not changing the name of both companies, so we could save significant savings by just by becoming river country. The, the corporate board side, it was very important for both co-ops that this be treated as a merger. So in our, on our side for the river country, uh, we wanted them to be equals with us. So they're actually going from a, a seven-member board down to a five, and we have our five. So the new board structure that's mapped out for the first two years is going to be a 10-member board, five from each co-op. After two years, we're actually going to reduce it down to eight. And the headquarters will be in Chippewa Falls. Yep, the, the main office will be in Chippewa Falls, which is basically which means all the general accounting is going to come out of here. But Owen does have a new office complex that was uh, built with their feed complex over there. That's going to be a corporate office, too. It's just going to house some different people, and we're going to do some different things over there. And and mainly because Owen is, if you looked at our trade territory, is now the center of our trade territory. So it just makes sense to, to, to do some things out of there. Logistically-wise, it works better. As we look at it, uh, I read it right, 29 different facilities. At this point in time, does it look like they were all stay open and uh, a new board will take a look at these eventually down the road to see if any adjustments need to be made? We have no plans to close anything as of today. There was some facilities uh, on the Heartland side that uh, they had predetermined that they were going to close prior to the merger. So they're still in the process of doing that, uh, closing them and, and selling off the, the real estate and some of the buildings. So that was kind of done as a prelude to the merger. and That wasn't really... Uh, a discussion point because we knew they were going to do that. So we don't anticipate closing anything. Our real plan is uh, we'll, we'll go through the first year and we're going to do a lot of synergies because we'll have duplicate fuel routes, duplicate um, propane routes. We overlap in feed quite a bit. We overlap in agronomy quite a bit. So the real reason behind the merger is the synergies that you can develop, and, and that's what you do. You take both companies and you create a more company that uh, can serve everybody doing a better job out of different facilities. What about the, the crude stock that members of both cooperatives have? How will the, uh, the stock be handled? Again, that was a very important point for both boards. No one's going to lose their equity, which is a great thing. And, and that was very important for the Heartland Board. And uh, on our side, it was, it was very important. So there was never really any real discussion about anybody having any reduction in equity. So all the stock is going to come in at one-to-one. -one. And we did have a plan because Heartland hadn't retired uh, stock recently. We have a plan out there that we're going to retire the age 70 request on their side and catch that up to eventually where the River Country patrons are. And as we go forward, here we are still in the spring, the hoped-for date when this is all said and done and everything becomes River Country Cooperative. 
The effective merger date is December 1st. We did that for a couple reasons. If there's anything I've learned that going through a merger is that uh, if you rush into it and you're not prepared, things can go south very fast. So this is going to give us some time to get our bookkeeping in order for me to transition some employee staffing changes because um, we'll have a new senior management team put in place. We feel this will give us all enough time to get to know each other and make the adjustments. And, and so when December 1st comes around, we'll be ready. And Bruce, you mentioned uh, both cooperatives have some of the same synergies or some of the same uh, programs that you offer, but uh, there are some unique things. I know uh, River Country has uh, 29 Pines, a hotel, restaurant, gas station business out there. How many situations like that do we have where you have some things that are unique and maybe Heartland has some things that uh, River Country doesn't have that are unique to their operation. That's one of the real key drivers in this merger was that we have some strengths that they don't have and they have some strengths that we don't have. And uh, for us on the River Country side, uh, we have an older outdated feed mill and, and uh, and uh, they just built a brand new complex in, in Owen, and uh, they sell approximately 100,000 tons of feed a year, which is about 16 semi-loads a day. Um, and compared to us, we're about 10% of that volume. So we could never build a, a facility like that and operate it with our volume. So that, that's a great thing for our farmers because we're going to have access to a lot more ingredients, uh, things that we wouldn't be able to do on our own, we mixes and things like that. And, um, and on their side, uh, there's, some, there's some pluses too. Uh, we have the intermodal loadout facility in Chippewa where we ship grain by uh, uh, cars, and, uh, and they don't have that kind of access because um, there's only two facilities in Wisconsin that have that, and we're one of them. So These are real cars that are the container cars that are going on ships overseas. Right, and uh, we have a, it's a pretty selective market, and uh, by them having access to us, um, that should improve their basis on grain, specifically soybeans, because that's primarily what we're shipping out. So on the other end of that, uh, we're always looking to source more soybeans, so we'll have a more captive market um, from always from Bloomer to uh, Brokaw, Wisconsin, um, to, to source a grain. On the other end, uh, we're about the same size on corn, um, but we'll have about 10 million bushels of corn that we'll um, uh, market through the year. So we feel that'll give us some advantages um, in green marketing there too. So uh, agronomy, we're both about the same size. Uh, we, do, we have different strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, our strengths, our equipment and our personnel, uh, they have a lot of geography, a lot of access to uh, farmers and uh, and as we go through the first year, you know, we'll make our adjustments and, um, and uh, get them things going, too. So it's a done deal. It's going to happen. River Country Cooperative, Chippewa Falls, Heartland Co-op in central Wisconsin will become one organization, River Country Cooperative, as of December 1st. Bruce Milsner with us, and Bruce will be the new chief operating officer and the CEO of the new River Country Cooperative. Yeah, it's quite a merger between River Country and and um, Heartland there. It's two big co-ops getting together, and they're going to have a lot of strength, it looks like. We'll be hearing from Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock after this. 
Gear up for summer with help from your neighbors at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We've got the tools and supplies you need to get the job done, along with knowledgeable associates to answer your questions and provide you with helpful tips for whatever your project. Like PBI Gordon Amin 402 4D herbicide, 2.5 gallons, just $33.99. Pick up a 12-volt, 40-gallon, 3-point sprayer from FIMCO. It's $299.99. And save $50 on the 25-gallon tow-behind ATV sprayer. On sale, $309.99. Take 15% off select sprayer fittings from Greenleaf. Replace your old sprayer pump with a new high-pro four-roller cast iron sprayer pump and get back to spraying. It's $89.99. Control weeds and feed your lawn or pasture with PBI Gordon Liquid Weed and Feed. Two and a half gallons, $32.99. And leave the heavy lifting to us. Use our drive-thru and we'll have you loaded up and on your way in no time. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Family owned since 1955. 530 a.m. here at Wax 104.5. We have Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock on. Rocky, I'm sure, is all tanned and ready to go after... A couple of days of sunshine, at least. A little drizzly this morning. How you doing this morning, Rocky? Hey, pretty good. Uh, yeah, absorbed a little sunshine over the weekend. Felt good. Yeah, always does. Just to, uh, you know, I, I was doing some work around the farmyard, and there was at one point I just was uh, out by a fence line, and I had to stop and just sit on my gator for a while and just absorb it, like you say. You got to yeah. do that sometimes, yep. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. So. Yeah, absolutely. So tell us how things are going over at Premier. What do you have going on this week? Uh, thank you, Scott. Good morning, everyone. This is our last week shaped up at Premier Livestock. We did sell over 2,700 head on the fed cattle, a lower market there. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 85 to 88. We did sell a handful above. Select and low choice, 75 to 84. Your choice beef steers and heifers, 111 to 119. Market cows did sell higher. High yielding cows, 56 to 73.50. Most cows traded from 42 to 55. Market bulls, 77 to 92 on the high yielding, lower yieldings below 70. Organic market cows sold on Mondays, high yielding 75 to 85, lower yielding 50 to 74. Newborn Holstein bull calves steady, uh, selling from 75 to 235 per head. Your uh, top Holstein calves were always sold on Monday. Holstein heifer calves 25 to 125, your beef calves 150 to 375. Coming up this week at Premier, uh, Tuesday we get our feeder cattle auction, Wednesday we get our dairy cattle auction, we do have three herd dispersed we got a 70-cow Holstein herd, 75-pound tank average on test. Their tie stall, herd number two, 40 Holstein cows, parlor cows, herd three, 65 brown Swiss cross cows. Uh, they're going to have a 70-pound tank average over a four butterfat and 30 years of AI breeding with Alta Genetics. We also have some organic springing heifers, and we have two very good quality registered Holstein bulls ready for cows, deep pedigreed. More information on all these consignments on our website at Premier Livestock and Oxford. Com, or you can give us a call at Premier, 715-229-2500. Don't forget, next week's lineup, Tuesday, May 14th, we're having a special bread stock cow and feeder cattle auction. And next Friday, May 17th, special monthly dairy heifer auction. Lots of nice consignments coming in for that already. So keep us in mind there. And if you got any questions, like I said, give us a call. And, Scott, that's the way it shaped up. Well, that sounds good, Rocky. And... Well, maybe you'll get a little more sunshine later this afternoon. Who knows? That'd be wonderful. I see we got a little rain overnight. How about yep. you? Yeah, a little drizzle going on here right now, too. All right. So Sounds great. We'll try to stop it, though, for you. 
All right. All right. Sounds great. Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. A quick look at some of the local news. There's no word on what sparked a barn fire in Vernon County that killed 70 cows. The fire started Friday evening at a farm not far from Westby. Wet firefighters say 20 cows died in the barn. Another 50 died for, from smoke or other effects from the fire. No people were hurt. Firefighters said the barn was a total loss and had to be torn down for safety reasons. A first-year teacher at Durand Middle School is looking at charges after police say she sent a topless video to one of her students. Police arrested 24-year-old Sarah Heskin after she admitted to being drunk when she sent the video to an 8th grader. She also admitted to kissing the boy. Heskin is facing charges in Pepin County. She's free on $10,000 bond. Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers said 13000 isn't a magic number when it comes to Foxconn jobs. The governor told the editorial boards of the Racine Journal Times and Kenosha News last week that there might be more jobs, there might be less. Evers spent most of last week trying to clarify his comments that Foxconn Foxconn would never hire as many people as the company promised. The governor met with Foxconn CEO Terry Gow last week and now says he hopes Foxconn is successful in the state. And, you know, Rocky and I were talking about that weather a little bit. Maybe we'll get some sunshine later this afternoon. That's what I read earlier anyway. Maybe that's not the case. Let's ask Monica over at Skywarn 13 what might be happening. Yes, Scott. Well, this morning we are dealing with clouds and some scattered rain. So you're probably going to need the windshield wipers uh, this morning on that commute. But the afternoon may need the sunglasses. We should see uh, a mix of sun and clouds uh, later today, if not more sunshine. But temperatures, those are going to be cooler. Yesterday we got up to a seasonable high of 67. Today we're going to stay closer to 60, but at least it will be dry. And then into tonight, those clouds continue to break up. We'll be seeing lows in the 30s. Could even be talking about a little bit of frost. Then tomorrow, 61, sunny and nice. A few showers possible Tuesday night and Wednesday. That will keep temperatures much cooler. Only 48 for Wednesday. About 50 on Thursday with some morning rain. And then then Friday, I should say, dries out with highs closer to 60. And will stay around 60 to start the weekend with a few showers Saturday. Mother's Day at this point does look dry with a high of 63. Right now in Eau Claire, light rain and 40. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Monica Ott. Thank you, Monica, for that. And hopefully we're going to get warmed up and dried out a little bit here so we can get out in those fields. Yep, hopefully next week. All right. Thank you, Monica. And speaking of getting out in the fields, this morning the soil temperature here at the station is 52. That's up uh, considerably from where it was when we ended the week last week. I believe it was 45-ish on Friday, but uh, it's amazing what a couple days of sunshine will do for that soil temperature. Have you found yourself in need of soybeans for the 2019 planting season? Beck still has an excellent supply of regionally selected soybean products, including Roundup Ready to Extend, Liberty Link, and Liberty Link GT27 varieties. In 22,224 comparisons, Beck's soybeans outyielded the competition by 1.8 bushels per acre. Don't get caught short on high-yielding soybeans this season. Contact your local Bex representative to learn more or call 1-800-937-2325. 
When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you, and that means you want to use Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. All the folks at Christensen Sales are true auction professionals. They remember all the little things to take care of, and they've been doing it for such a long time. You know they're trustworthy, too. They handle every aspect of your auction professionally and fairly. Christensen Sales and its auctioneers are registered with the state of Wisconsin, too. Give them a call at 715-223-6345. Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Wisconsin. It's the one-day super sale this Saturday at Smith Brothers Meats. This Saturday only, get chicken for as little as 69 cents per pound, brat patties for only two bucks per pound, or buy the customer appreciation bundle, including 12 steaks, 10 chops, and 10 pounds of chicken for only $1.49. Plus, be there in between 10 and 2 for a free hot dog, brat, and soda. All week, Smith Brothers will be doing grill demonstrations. Plus, they will have Wisconsin Dells cards. Stop out while supplies last. It's customer appreciation days. This Saturday only at Smith Brothers Meets Colby. And as I mentioned a little bit ago, I will be at Smith Brothers Meets this weekend, so come on over there. I'll be there from 11 to 1 uh, saying hello to people and um, doing some remote reports from over there. It's always a good time to get back over into the old stomping ground and know that I'm still sort of welcome over that way. No, come on over. It's it's great stuff. Let's go over to Equity Altoona to hear Mark Koger's report about how the week ended there, and then we'll hear from Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford market. Choice beef steers and heifers selling on a light supply, selling from a dollar to a dollar twenty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, eighty seven to ninety. Choice Holstein steers, eighty to eighty six with their heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling eighty and down. 20% of the slaughter cows on Thursday selling from 56 to 62. We topped at 64 and a half. 60% of the cows selling from 42 to 56, with 20% of the cows selling 42 and down. Most of the slaughter bulls here on Thursday selling from 65 to 75. We topped at 78. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horned bulls and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves weighing 95 pounds and up here on Thursday selling from 75 to $150 per head. Uh, your fancy beef calves selling from 100 to 325 dollars per head, with the light and poor quality calves selling below 75. Quick reminder: next special Peter sales at Del Tuna Market will be Friday, May the 10th. For more information on that sale or to consign cattle, please give us a call here at the market. That number is 715-835-3104. This is Mark Colbert from Equity El Tuna Auction Market. Have a great day. Thank you for that, Mark and. Right on cue, we have Jerry Fitzgerald on the line over at Stratford Equity. Also probably well tanned after the last couple days of sunshine. How are you doing, Jerry? Well, Scott, good morning to you. I don't know about well tanned, but we're <laughs> certainly appreciative of the uh, uh, warmer weather, kind of drying the fields out. Uh, some folks doing some field work over the weekend. So uh, some oats got planted, uh, maybe a little bit of early corn, I don't know. But uh, it's uh, some folks are getting started on that. And... Uh, well, you're going to be doing a remote, where did you say? Uh, Smith Brothers Meats, over, right over at Colby. You can come on over and see me on Saturday. Well, you'll be, what, are you going to be taste testing the product, or what? How's that going to work? Or? Over the years, I've taste tested a lot of their products, and it's really good stuff. So, yeah, I'll be doing that for sure. <laughs> Well, I guess the, the key word there, folks, uh, if Scott's going to be there in the morning, you folks better get there early. There's going to be nothing left. Huh? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Those beef sticks go quickly. 
Yeah, they do. And, and a few adult beverages and uh, kind of, it looks like you've got a kind of a nice day planned, you know. Yeah, I do. I do. It's, I'm, I have a big day planned over in the old stomping grounds. Well, we better get uh, busy this morning, Scott, if that's all right with you. We'll go yep. ahead with the report this morning. All right. Tell us what you got, Jerry. All right, Scott, thank you very much, and a very good morning to everyone. A busy week coming up here at Equity Stratford, and we'll get the uh, the schedule for you folks right now. First of all, it's Monday morning. Uh, we will get underway this morning at 9.30 a.m. We will sell uh, market cows, of course, first this morning. Overnight delivered cattle will be sold first. Also selling this morning will be uh, fat cattle and bulls. We'll get to the baby calves around the 11 o'clock hour or so this morning, 11.30 in that area. Tomorrow, Tuesday, a busy day here in Stratford. We do get started tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock with the hay auction. And following that will be the market auction tomorrow at uh, 11, and also tomorrow in Stratford, dairy auction. That will be at uh, 12 noon start. Wednesday, moving ahead into Wednesday, we do start the market at 10 o'clock on Wednesday with the uh, market sale. We do have feeder cattle auction on Wednesday. That starts at 12 noon. And uh, this will be a special feeder cattle sale. We do have some uh, good quality cattle already on the consignment list for that, including a very fancy consignment of, of some uh, black steers, uh, black Angus steers. They're all going to weigh in that 8, 850 range, all, all fully vaccinated. So that's some of the early consignments. Again, expecting a lot of feeder cattle for that sale on Wednesday. And then uh, Thursday, regular market auction, but the big sale this week in Stratford will be here on Friday. Special dairy cattle auction Friday, May the 10th. That will start at 11 a.m. We have a complete heifer dispersal of 320 dairy heifers, 35 dairy cows, all from one owner, uh, Holsteins and Fleckfee Holstein Cross, some very nice cattle. Heifers, the heifers will range from the baby calves all the way to springers, fully vaccinated. Uh, the older heifers are all three-stall adapted. Cattle will be cataloged. Uh, again, as I mentioned, the cows coming from the same farm. So a very excellent selection of cattle for you folks uh, and that will be on Friday, May the 10th, 11 a.m. And, uh, again, these cattle will be full vaccination, all in effect on these, uh, on these cattle. So keep that in mind. And also, um, coming up uh, next week on the 14th, uh, dairy sale over at Horse Stables, also featuring a dairy herd there. So a lot of dairy cattle available. And, again, folks, you can view all this information on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford Ornithorpe page, and our phone number is 715 Six eight seven four one zero one, and Scott, uh, we'll be back here tomorrow morning to uh, give the folks an update on the market trends this week. And uh, again, uh, probably not a lot of field work today, though, huh? It's just yep. not going to be a total washout today, is it? Or I, that's not what it sounds like. That it's going to straighten out as the day goes on here. And it was good to see uh, those some of those tractors rolling this weekend. But it's not uh, not really going to be what you'd call an overly warm week for me, though, is it? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Uh, Ten degrees below average. It's yeah. It's not great, but it's what well, we after, can get. It's what we can take. I'd say after the last two couple winters and springs, uh, what is average? <laughs> That's right. That's true. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Jerry. Have you enjoy the day, and you bet we'll be here tomorrow morning. Thank you much. All right, Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford Equity. As you put together your hail insurance plan for this year, ask yourself these questions. What's the total value of your crop? How much of that value is protected from hail? What's your crop insurance strategy? And how does that strategy connect with your marketing plan? Look to the team of experts at Ag Country Farm Credit Services to help answer these questions and more. Look to us to help tailor a production hail plan that works best for you. 
to secure your coverage, stop in or call us today. Egg Country Farm Credit Services. And we continue with the morning chores at 544 a.m. here at Wax 104.5. Scott with you. And I have Michelle over at Terrain Livestock on the phone. And, uh, yeah, thanks a lot, Michelle. My wife is still laughing at the uh, thing about trying to get my head fit on a semi side. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on! No. This is a little car. <laughs> you said car. I know it was it was Bob who came up with the semi thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Bob's fault. Well, you you didn't. You know, we we could always say that people always mistake me for some movie star or country music star or something like that. But right. uh, Bob, who? Bob yeah, that's who? that might Bob not be the truth enough. either. <laughs> right. Right. Anyway, tell us what's going on this week over there, Michelle. All right. Thank you, Scott. Summing up the week of April 29th at Tureen Livestock Market. In the Slaughter Market for the week, we topped at 72 and 80% of the cows sold from 41 and above. Market cows were 54 to 66. Low-yielding cows, 42 to 50. Thin and weak cows, 40 and down. In the Holstein steer market, choice and prime, 82 to 89. Select for 80 and down. For beef type steers and heifers, choice and prime, 85 to 119. Select for 82 and down. In the bull market, high-yielding beef types came in at 65 to 80 with the utilities at 63 and down. In the replacement calf market, good quality Holstein bull calves sold from 85 to $240 per head. Top calves, 245 to $260 per head. Lighter and lower quality calves, $35 per head and down. Holstein never calves were 25 to $100 per head. Beef calves, 125 to $385 per head. In the hog market, butcher hogs were 52 to 68, sows 48 to 64 and a half, boars were 23 and a half and down. Today will be our next sale. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. If you have a question or you need trucking, give us a call at the market at 715-669-7127. And check us out on the web at tnlabthorpe.com. For all of us at True Livestock, your family owned in that very market. Have a great day. Thank you, Michelle. And we probably should recap because I, I did bring it up. Uh, the other day, Michelle told Bob that she saw the wax car and it has pictures of the country music stars on the side, and told him that she saw my picture on the side of that car and asked him why his wasn't on the side of the car. And Bob came back with a great line. I have to give him credit that you wouldn't be able to fit Scott's head on a car, that it would have to be <laughs> on a semi. So, yeah. We'll, He's just jealous. He That's is it. jealous, isn't he? We'll We'll keep working on Bob, won't we? We will. Yeah, we'll we'll get them humbled somehow or other. Ah, we won't. We're, we have too much fun. Thank you, Michelle. Michelle over at Tureen Livestock at Thorpe. All across the country, people are coming together to speed up what we can learn about health. The All of Us Research Program is calling on one million people to join us as we try to change the future of health. For your family, for future generations, for all of us. Visit joinallofus.org and find out how you can become one in a million. Enrolling at Marshfield Clinic Health System, Marshfield, Wausau, and Chippewa Falls. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, 
who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Visit your locally owned Cub Cadet dealer, Countryside Cooperative, today and find out why the Cub Cadet XT Enduro Series lawn tractors have set the standard as the strongest, most comfortable tractors out there. Extra tough, fabricated in stamped X, incredibly responsive handling, and breakthrough cutting performance. And only your local dealer sucks genuine parts, accessories, and trained service technicians to keep your equipment running at its peak. Stop in and test drive the 2019 utility vehicles and the XT Enduro Series lawn tractors. Countryside Cooperative, your local Cub Cadet dealer. Losing a loved one is never easy, and probably one of the last things you are thinking about at the time is whether or not that loved one was a hero and an organ donor. I'm Pam Yonke. Al Wright from Barneveld can tell you all about it. He lost his wife, and while sitting in the hospital waiting room, the family remembered that she wanted to be an organ donor. We sitting around, you know, and my son said, didn't mom want to be a donor? I guess she did. You know, you're not thinking of that at the time. That's Al Wright from Barneveld. His wife, as an organ donor, became a hero to some 50 people that were touched by tissue, eye, or organ donations from her. It's easy to do. You can register now online. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. Today, there's more than 3,000 Wisconsinites waiting for an organ, tissue, or eye donation. You could become their hero. DonateLifeWisconsin.org. It's the one-day super sale this Saturday at Smith Brothers Meats. This Saturday only, get chicken for as little as 69 cents per pound, brat patties for only 2 bucks per pound, or buy the customer appreciation bundle, including 12 steaks, 10 chops, and 10 pounds of chicken for only $1.49. Plus, be there in between 10 and 2 for a free hot dog, brat, and soda. All week, Smith Brothers will be doing grill demonstrations. Plus, they will have Wisconsin Dells cards. Stop out while supplies last. It's customer appreciation days. This Saturday only at Smith Brothers Meets Colby. 10 to 6 as we continue with the morning chores here at Wax 104.5. Again, feel free to join me over at Smith Brothers Meets as we visit there on Saturday, 11 to 1. I'll be there. We look forward to it. And we know that there's been some winter kill in alfalfa fields and some other issues in our forage areas. And Bob caught up with UW agronomist and uh, state uh, forage specialist Dan Undersander the other day and talked with him about the potential for overseeding to thicken those stands. Time for our alfalfa update program brought to you by Next Grow Alfalfa. Dr. Dan Undersander is our guest. And, Dan, we talked last week about uh, a little update on the situation with those alfalfa stands coming out of winter. And a lot of them we found out are pretty tough shape. And so we're trying to figure out what to do and uh, what are some of the uh, options that work better and what are some of those that maybe not work as well as some people think they might work. Yeah, Bob, uh, it, it's interesting that uh, sometimes things aren't always quite the way they look. We did a number of studies on seeding different grasses and crops into thinned alfalfa stands to see if we could improve the yield Oh, several years ago, but uh, the it, the overall summary is that when we interseeded a grass or even oats or something like that to increase yield, we did get more grass, but we got 
the same total yield. So what was happening was that whatever we interseeded was simply replacing the alfalfa growth that would have occurred had there been no competition. A few things to keep in mind about that. Uh, uh, generally, as we're talking about interseeding a grass, ryegrass would be the quickest one to come up and would be ready to be harvested about the same time as first cutting would be taken. Uh, any other grass that we might interseed, uh, tall fescue, orchard grass, uh, and then especially timothy and brome, uh, would take, uh, oh, 90 days or more to get a stand. So we wouldn't expect to see much growth from them until very late in the season. Uh, some people have overseeded uh, something like oats on top of the alfalfa, and depending on how thin the stand is, that can work. And then the approach would be to kill that uh, oats and alfalfa and seed something perhaps like a sorghum sedan grass into it for the rest of the season. Uh, again, generally speaking, overseeding a grass on alfalfa uh, does increase the grass content but does not increase the total yield of that field. So we should think very carefully about that and stands that are so thin that uh, they uh, deserve to be overseeded, we should just consider we're going to go with an oats and a sorghum or, uh, or something like that. Uh, another possibility for some of the northern regions of the states is two crops of oats, to overseed an oat in the spring and then to overseed an oat in August and then uh, get uh, two sets of uh, hay or haylage off of those oat crops. But uh, again, generally speaking, overseeding a grass crop uh, will not improve the yield of those fields, and we should think about reseeding, turning them over, rather than trying to keep them and uh, keeping a low-yielding field. I think that's what's going to happen to a lot of those fields. They will be turned over. Thanks, Dan. Some options, though, as you look at your alfalfa stands of this year. Dan Undersander, our alfalfa specialist in Wisconsin on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And as we head towards the milk house with the morning chores, uh, last look at the morning grain markets, those grain future markets, took a dive after a weekend tweet by President Trump suggesting that the, have the, the increase of uh, tariffs on Chinese goods that uh, he said he could put in place by Friday and the... Uh, Chinese trade ambassador did head out. So uh, those uh, morning grain markets are for July corn at 363 is down 8. July oats, 269, down 15. July soybeans at 826 are down 16. And July soybean meal at $294.70 a ton is down 350. July wheat is at 432, down 6. Country elevator prices on the corn side, Golden Plump at Arcadia is at 322, and the Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo countryside elevators are at 302. Stevens Point's at 307, Elk Mound 315, Sparta 311, and Ellsworth at 294. The ethanol plants, corn is at 327 at Boyceville, 323 at Stanley, and 321 at New Richmond on the soybean side. Countryside elevators at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo, all at 732. Stevens Point at 708. 
Elk Mound is at 738, Sparta at 728, Ellsworth at 732. On the dairy side, Barrels of cheese ended the week at 166 and a quarter. That's up three and a quarter. 40 pound blocks at 167 and a half. Up to grade double A butter at 227 down a quarter. Class three futures. May is at 1637 up 20. June 1658 up 23. July 1677 up 25. August 16 or rather 1708 up 27. And those prices are up through 2019. Have a safe day out there in your farmyards. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? A token and toner of our appreciation. May is Customer Appreciation Month at Staples. All month, you can earn 15% back in rewards when you purchase $75 of ink or 200 of toner. That's no small token. Just our way of saying thanks. You're welcome. Not to you. Oh, right. 15% back in rewards on ink and toner. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. Valid 5519 to 6119. Visit staples.com slash 15 and rewards for details. EBJ Livestock Marketing is in our area. EBJ buys calves of all sizes and breeds three days a week in the listening area. No trucking, no commissions, and your calves are paid for before they ever leave your farm. EBJ Livestock also buys and sells groups of Holstein and beef steers with HolsteinTrader.com and BeefTrader.com. 